Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to the chair for the first time in months, the worst podcast host in the history of mankind, weighing in at way too many pounds, super depressed. Um, what, I had a whole thing that I was going to say. Now this intro is all screwed up and I'm going to keep it because I'm done. I've done this intro seven different times and I'm pissed because I don't know how to do this anymore. Cue the music. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. If you're new here, welcome to you, the Ticket Reaper Podcast. My name, as always, has been Hamin, your humble host, the greatest host of all time. Coming at you alive and well. Not really well, but alive, uh, unfortunately. Uh, man, dude, I'm sad boy as hell. Oh, dang, dude. I'm sad boy as hell. Um, Nah, dude. I hope, I hope life has been treating you well. And uh, I hope that life treats me well as well. Uh, so please help me out. Follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at Ticket Ripper Pod uh, and talk to me about movies. Uh, I think I'm I'm gonna be on Twitter for a little bit longer. I might get rid of some of these social media apps because we're set pine. Um, so we might do that. But uh, one important thing that I need to just get out of the way right off the bat. I'm trying out a video podcast thing. I've done it before. It was a really really massive piece of garbage. But now I got it all set up. <laughs> I got it all working. We're back, baby. We're back in the podcast mode. So now you can see the faces that I make when I make these faces. You can see me scream. It, so if you if that's something you're interested in, I don't know why you would. I don't know why you would want to, but you can see that. And also on top of that, I can show you my scream. You can see what I'm looking at. So. Uh, you can find that uh, on my YouTube channel, which, hey, how do how do I know where your YouTube channel is? Because I got, like, 21 subscribers, so I'm kind of shamal. So you can find it. I, I'll post the videos on uh, on, on, on the Twits. Uh, I'll, po- I'll, I'll post it on the Twits uh, so that you can go grab that. Um, and then you can see the videos if you want to see the video of your podcast. That's fine. It's great. I already spent two minutes talking about all that stuff. It's new, baby. We're back, baby. Now, you're probably wondering yourself, what after months, it's been months, what after months has inspired Benji to go back and start doing this podcast thing again? Well, for one, when I was about 12 years old, I promised my dad I would buy him a truck. And my father has yet to receive a truck. (laughs) I called him last night. I told him, Dad... I'm going to start making some moves. I'm going to get that bag, and I'm going to buy you a Toyota Highlander hybrid. My father, my father was, <laughs> my father was a preacher and a fiend. Um, not, not a fiend, but my dad does drive. Uh, here's the, let me, let me, let me just preface it like this. Everybody, every family has the car, the car. And when I say the car, I don't mean they have, uh, you know, one vehicle. I mean, every family has a brand of vehicle or a genre of vehicle that they like to do. Some families, it's Dodge. Some families, it's it's Jeep Wranglers. I've seen families with multiple Jeep Wranglers. Um, I've seen families with multiple different, you know, like Chevys or all that kind of other stuff, Fords, whatnot. My father, 
Uh, I can't stop going into a Joker accent when I do that. My father uh, was a Toyota man. Uh, he had a Toyota Sienna. Uh, when we were younger, he had a Toyota Corolla, um, one of the nicer cars that we had, which is still in the family, mind you. Uh, is uh, was a, a Toyota Camry, uh, my, 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 which which one of my uh, one of my f members still has. I don't. I feel like I don't want to tell you what, what one of my family members drives and which one, because then you guys like like what if there's one freak out there who's just like, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, so I'm not going to tell you that, but that, that Camry is still in the family. So, and then when my mommy got her car, she got a, a Toyota, I don't know why I would think that it, it, like what, I'm not dox my sister's Toyota Camry. The Toyota Camry is literally the most popular vehicle on the planet. What, what you, you're going to find her based on the fact that I tell her or tell you that it's a 2009 Toyota Camry silver, uh, with aftermarket rent. <laughs> I love how I started this not wanting to to tell you tell the podcast that I have, that my sister has a Toyota Camry and then I go give you the year make and model with the color and <laughs> oh, god. oh my god this is this is why I do this man oh this is therapy this is therapy right here Anyway, sorry, where was I? Oh, geez, that was, that. we went way off to the side. Anyway, continuing. Um, so, and then my mom, she has uh, the Corolla as well. So we, and then my sister, my little sister, she, she drives a Toyota as well. We all drive Toyotas. I drive a Toyota. My sister drives a Toyota. My mother drives a Toyota. My other sister, what do you know, drives a Toyota. But for some reason, Mr. Preacher Man just decided, hey, I'm thinking of getting a car. You know what I'm going to do? What if I got myself a Chevy Traverse? Like, what? Wait, where's the consistency, man? We had one car that wasn't a Toyota, and it was a Dodge Grand Caravan. And that thing was a piece of garbage garbage and then my father goes and my father goes and gets himself a chevy traverse like excuse me and now it's really funny because he talks to me and he's like uh because i'm I, i'm i'm i i'm you know work on vehicles and he'll tell me like oh yeah i'm having all these issues and i'm starting to have this problem and this problem and i i, I yesterday i faked him out i i i got him i got him good um uh, I told him, oh, oh, yeah, actually, I, I have heard of that issue that you're having. I've heard of people having that issue before. Uh, so the problem uh, is that you bought a Chevy, and he, he, he chuckled, he laughed, but also it hurt him. I could tell that it hurt him deep. Um, all of this is to say, share my podcast with your friends. Let's, let's pass this link around like a, a doobie at, uh, at an Alicia Keys concert. That's an office reference, and that's, that's comedy right there. And if you don't get that, you there's the door. Uh, I pointed at my door as if you could see that, but you can't see it because either you're listening on the on the on the audio or on the video, you can't see my background. You you thought you were gonna see where I live, freak? You thought you were gonna see my abode? 
You freaking animal? Oh, oh. I want to see where this dude lives. I want to... I want to see his walls. I want to see inside of his walls. Get the hell out of here, creeper. You're not going to see where I live for the rest of your life. I may dox myself on a regular basis, but you're never going to know where I live. Dude, I'm having fun with this. I don't even know what we're talking... Oh, I actually... I watched... Here's the other thing. Another reason, it's kind of really tough to record a movie podcast or a movie-related and TV show podcast when you don't watch movies. It's been massively difficult for me to make it to the movie theaters just because of the fact that, you know, you're so pobre. Uh, and if you don't know what that means, <laughs> speak the language, stupid. Um, but anyway, um, yes, all of this is to say... Share my podcast. Let's get this link passing around um, so that I can buy my dad a, a Toyota Highlander. Because uh, I made a promise when I was a child. I told him, I also think I told him I was going to be a pastor. Uh, and that did not happen. I'm going to tell you right now. I, I'm going to tell you right now. I was maybe 10 years old. I made a commitment to be a pastor. That did not happen. I got to high school and oh boy, oh boy, did my faith get really rocked, and I am not going to be a pastor at this point. I could go back to seminary college, but at the same time, why the hell would I do that? <laughs> That's rude. Dad, I'm proud of you for going to school uh, to study the Bible. That that was brave of you, man. That was, that was real cool. Um, a lot of money in the Bible. <laughs> I always have this, like, I, I don't know why my gener. I feel like my generation does a lot. We blame our parents for not having money or being poor or sad, um, especially when you're Mexican or uh, of color, because there's so much culture of, like, you feel sad? Oh, you feel sad? <laughs> what do you feel, sad? Drink some water. Drink water. We're going to walk. What are you talking about? You can't feel sad. It's a beautiful day. That's... Every every ethnic uh, parent, you can't feel sad. It's a wonderful day. What do you gotta feel sad for? You got quesadilla and beans. What do you gotta feel sad for, huh? What, what, what do you gotta feel sad? That's my father. I don't know why I do it in Italian accent. I think that well, it, it's 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 not offensive to do an Italian accent. But if I was over here just like Benji, why do you mean that you're what, what do you mean that you are depressed? You cannot be depressed. <laughs> That just feels wrong. Even if uh, you look at me, and if you're watching the video podcast, you can see I'm Mexicano, dude. I'm I'm Mexicano. Um, <laughs> so that's I can do that. You can't. If it, there is probably a, I want to say solid, sixty-five percent chance that if you're watching this, you're white. If if you're not, hey, let's go. That, that, that's, the, that's the way I want it to be, baby. If you're not white, let's go. Nothing against whites. Love you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not um, racist. Um, anyway, though, um, yeah. So where was I even going with this? We went on a tangent. Um, oh, oh, we blame our, our parents for a lot of stuff. And I blame my dad for uh, my p poverty, cause, which is really funny because like on my end, I'm super poor. And I blame my father because I'm like, 
Well, Dad, you didn't have enough money to send me to college. Uh, even though I flunked out of college. Uh, so here I am, no degree, poor as hell, really depressed. Because I'm the I might I might be depressed because I'm poor and I blame my father that I'm poor. But at the same time, uh, my father didn't make me buy a ton of stuff and then not work right. I'm revealing too much information right now. I, I I'm revealing way too much information about my relationship with my father. I love my dad, and I, it, it's always a joke that I'm just like, yo, dad, I'm super in debt. Thanks for going to school to study the Bible, I guess. <laughs> a lot of money in the Bible, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no, like, no, everybody else would have probably told you to go, like, you know, into the oil industry and make, you know, millions. But, you know, you really stuck to your guns and decided to be uh, a, a pastor. Um, but, yeah, I love you, Father. And it is a massively noble thing to do. And if you don't think so... You can go to hell. That's right. That's right. Um, I'm starting a, a movement called Violent Radical Christianity. And it's not like, um, it's not like the insurrectionists. It's like, you better love people the way Jesus did. You better love people the way Jesus did. Or I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna punch you right in your face, dude. Instead of it being like, Oh, you're a Muslim and then punch him in the face. It's going to be like, do you have a problem with him being a Muslim? And you just beat the hell out of him. Because Jesus didn't have problems with people being Muslims. Jesus would have loved you either way, dude. This is a Christian podcast, baby. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It's probably because this is supposed to be a movie podcast and I have not talked about a movie once. Because this is all, I'm just spitting, baby. I'm spitting, baby. It's time to spit about some movies, though. Let's move on from this, like, deeply, deeply personal inside look into my life. Man, dude, that was, I'm lightheaded. I'm lightheaded. That was a lot of time. That was a lot of time uh, of me just blah, 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 blah. And I could see myself. I can look at myself so I can make funny faces now. And you ever do that when you see yourself in a, in a screen or a camera? You make weird faces. You make your eyes get all big. That, that's, that's what's been missing. And that's what I have now. It's everything. I'm so good at making faces. Look at this one. And if you're only listening on audio, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't see these faces. And uh, there's going to be parts of this show that you can't see. So, like, I'm going to try to make this as audio-friendly as possible. Because it is an audio podcast. But... There's some different experience going on on the YouTube. Hop on the tubes, man. Hop on the tubes. Uh, we'll get this thing going, baby. Anyway, one of the movies that I uh, watched, finally, uh, was Avatar The Way of Water. Which is, I find it very strange. I wanted to watch uh, The Black Panther so bad. I wanted to watch The Black Panther so bad. Uh, but for some reason, I was not able to, uh, like, make my way over there. Uh, across the street to the movie theater. So, so, so I haven't seen it yet. Um, but the other day, I I buckled down. I had a I had a couple bucks, and I said to myself, you know what? No, I am going to go see Avatar: The Way of Water, 
and I'm going to see it in IMAX 3D, 120 frames per second, the way the way that James Cameroon intended it to be. And so I watched it, and let me tell you this right now. That was one hell of a movie. And I'm not going to sit here and, and, and like try to act like it's the greatest movie of all time or one of the greatest movies of all time, but it here's the thing about it. Let me, let me let me get in my comfy position. Here's the thing about it. A movie can be good in a different way from a good movie. Um, and if you're listening to this, you're probably wondering, what the hell did he just say? Also, what the hell does that even mean? So let me explain for a second before you offend me, which you already have. Um, so say, say, for instance, you're watching a movie. Let's take... Uh, you know, top 100 movies of all time. Let's see. Uh, the top 100 movies of all time. Uh, I, I can assure you, I was talking to one of my uh, my buddies about this. 100%. Every single time, top 100, the first one is going to be Citizen Kane. Um, oh, it's The Godfather on IMDb. Let's go. Whoa. Okay, Citizen Kane is number six on IMDb. Fine. Um, but yes. Uh, so you, you always get these, uh, you get the Schindler's List, uh, you know, the Shawshank Redemption, the Godfather. Godfather is really good, but let's continue. Uh, you know, Casablanca, Citizen Kane, you know, Wizard of Oz, all these old movies. It, you, based on these lists, you would imagine that we haven't made good movies in ages, which is not true. I think we've surpassed a lot of these movies. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this crap. It, it, but it, just a bunch of movies that, like, nobody cares about anymore. Like... 2001 A Space Odyssey, technically, that, that is a good movie, technically. And I'm going to explain that. So you can watch a good movie like one of the ones that people always say is like, oh, it's the greatest movie of all time, is um, uh, Citizen Kane, which I've gone over this. Did. I'm going to tell you this in the way that uh, my Gen Zers out there will understand. Loki mid. Um, <laughs> which I've gone over it already. You can go uh, listen to that episode. But essentially, they're... I've devised this this concept, which I don't think I'm original for, but essentially, a movie can be good in certain ways, but then it, that movie can also be surpassed massively in other ways. So, for instance, uh, a movie like Citizen Kane, yeah, like it was massively influential at the time. It was a, it was a very unique movie. It was very different. And, you know, it, it that like definitely that gives it some street cred. It's a good movie. But when it comes to other movies, like I, the ones I always like people, you know, if we're talking the greatest of all time, the ones I always come back to are Citizen Kane and The Life of Pi. You watch Citizen Kane. Cool. That's a good movie. Right. Like it, it's not I'm not arguing that it's a good movie, but you watch it. it it's mid. Uh, but you watch Life of Pi immediately after that. There is going to be a very different, if you're a normal person, if you're just some cinema freak who owns Eraserhead posters, like, I don't even want to talk to you right now. Um, but you watch Citizen Kane, then you watch Life of Pi. You tell me which one you enjoyed the most. And technically, okay, writing-wise, acting-wise, you know, maybe one or the other fails in certain aspects, but... Overall, I and I in again, unless you're a freak, you're gonna enjoy Life of Pi more because it's an incredible movie. It's excellent. It's a it's a journey to watch. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. And then when you're done watching it, 
It's it's a journey, dude. That movie that movie sends you through time. Versus Citizen Kane literally tries to send you through time to learn about a guy who runs a newspaper. Eh. <laughs> so no. Um I'm not going to say that Avatar the Way of Water is one of the greatest movies of all time, but I will say this, it is that was one uh, that was one of the most incredible movie experiences I've ever had in my life. Now, keep in mind, I got to the movie theater late. So, and this is an IMAX theater we're talking about. I went to a real IMAX, not even like just like, oh, I went to the movie theater IMAX. No, 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 because there's fake movie theater IMAXs. I went to an IMAX theater and I was able to get there five minutes late. So I missed the first part of the movie. <laughs> and then I got there so late that all the good seats were taken up. So I got the seats because I'm an idiot. I didn't go up higher like a moron. I, uh, um, I didn't go higher because I am a moron. I went lower. So I'm closer to the screen. Which, if you've ever been inside of an IMAX theater, you know being closer to the screen, it, it's not bad. It's a death sentence. It's a death sentence. My guy, I, I'm still nauseous from, from sitting that close to that screen. It was, I had to literally turn my head to be able to see the screen. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, if you think that maybe there is too much blue butt in this movie, I'm gonna tell you right now, you gotta sit about 20 rows up, cause up close, that blue butt gets huge, dude. That blue booty, that blue alien booty gets enormous. <laughs> that was the first thing that happened to, like just boom, five minutes in, there I am. I walk in, got my popcorn, got my drink. I sit down, look at the screen, put my glasses in, boom, 3D blue booty. <laughs> that was it for the next hour and a half, man. Dude, the first hour, I was just adjusting to the fact that I was sitting in front of a, like, five-story television screen wearing goggles. Um, but, yeah, it, I want to go back to watch it again in IMAX but get a further back seat. Because uh, this, this IMAX theater, for some reason, doesn't have, like, reserved seating, which is the dumbest thing I've heard. Um, it's at a mu it's at a museum, and I'm like, yeah, dude, uh, you gotta like put that online or something. Like they have an online system to buy tickets, but they don't give you the option to to like buy your seat, which is dumb. Cause I'm like, yo, dude, I'm trying to show up like four minutes before the showing. I'm not trying to have some old freak sitting in my spot, dog. Um, and that's another thing I need to hit on. I do not know. What the hell was happening the night that I went? But when I got out of that theater, everybody, every, dude, it was like I was leaving a Trump rally. Everybody was just the oldest, the widest people. And that's not even like me just ragging on white people. Again, that it, it, I'm telling you an undisputed fact. When I was leaving that theater, dude, it was like I was at an AARP convention. Like, th there was, th like, no youth. The, the like and, and here's the thing you have to know about me. Um no, never mind, I'm not gonna get into that. But there was just no youth. And I I like I'm just like, oh my god. You guys sat through this movie? I mean, if it wasn't for the blue booty alone, you're watching a 3D 120 frames per second movie. 
Dude, honestly, I was getting a headache watching the movie. I think if, like, when I saw all those old people, the first thing I thought was, how did you not evaporate? How did you not, like, pass now? Like, we could have had funerals just now. You watched Avatar, the, it's a three-hour movie, and you were wearing glasses for it. Are you telling me that you, 65-year-old Wayne, watched this movie? And sure enough, yeah. And there was just a bunch of old dudes peeing afterwards. I had to wait in line behind 75. Do you know how long it takes a 75-year-old man who just watched Avatar The Way of Water to pee? I'll tell you which way the water was going, and it wasn't down into the urinal. It was, they, they were holding it in, man. Old people think they're smart and they don't get drinks. You're an idiot. Get a drink so that you pee immediately after the theater. I needed to pee so bad, and freaking uh, uh, Chester wouldn't, just wouldn't, he wouldn't let it loose, man. I was like, yo, Chester, pass it on, dude. Yo, Chester, quit playing around, get to the urinal, and take your piss, man, because I have to pee. Um, <laughs> but aside from all that, it was an insane experience. That, I think that's the thing about Avatar, is, like, you watch, if you watch it at home, in like your TV, like you're not, like you're just watch at that point you're just watching Dances with Wolves, but blue, and it, sure it's cool. It's still technically like you, you're like when I say technically, I mean like the visual effects, like the the idea of like this is an entirely digital world that is still incredible to see. You know, even on the, like the home like the screen at home, I'm excited to watch the wave water at home so that my wife can see it and be like, whoa, blue booty. Um, <laughs> But, uh, I don't know, the, the, the title of this episode is going to be Big Blue Booty, um, and that's just going to be how it is. Sorry, Mom. My mom listens to this podcast, so if you ever wonder, man, he seems like he's really PG-13, it's because my mom listens to this, okay? Okay, you can't, ju you can't just say things about, like, y y y other things with your mom. I reveal information on here that I, I, my mom probably doesn't want to know, but also, I'm 26 years old. I'm 26 years old. I review whatever information I want. You don't want to hear about it? Don't listen to the podcast. Uh, that's a joke. Please listen to this podcast. I need to buy my dad. I'll tell you to Highlander. Um, <laughs> whoa, that was a lot going on there. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, right. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this at home, but at the same time, it's not gonna be, be the same experience. You know, like it. If you have not gone to an IMAX theater to watch Avatar: The Way of Water, do yourself a favor. It is a three-hour movie, so I don't blame you if you don't want to, but it is not just a movie. It is it is an experience. That is a crazy thing to see. Um, if you're not familiar with, like, the science of movies, um, f frames, S so imagine a picture... You know pictures, buddy? You know... Oh, do, have you ever used a camera? You know pictures, so imagine you you take f 24 pictures in one second. That'd be about what a movie looks like. Um, normal movies or movies for a long time have gone at like, you know, 20, 30-ish around there, somewhere in that area, frames per second. Um, that's kind of like that. It gives it like this sort of juddery film uh, kind of like look. That's what we associated with the movie look. Now, certain movies have released at higher frames per second. 
And those certain movies suck because of it. <laughs> those certain movies are trash because of it. They're not terrible, terrible, but they're just, whoa. Um, and you notice it. You notice it immediately because you're noticing that the frames, it's too smooth. And the visual effects, they look different because they're too smooth. Uh, a couple are... Um, one of them that a lot of people had problems with was, um, what movie was it? The Will Smith, he fights Will Smith. Um, what was the, not Demolition Man. I don't even know what that movie is. Um, the twin, Gemini Man. There we go. I was close. I was close. Gemini Man, Will Smith, um, they, they youngify his character, um, with like deep fake technology or whatever, however they did it, um, essentially like the youngify's character and don't get me wrong it looked good the problem wasn't that it didn't look good the problem was that when he was in motion it looked wonky on your home tv because you are watching that in it's it, it most tvs don't do 120 frames per second so you're most likely watching that movie it it is playing, trying to play at 120 frames per second, so it's ultra smoothed out, and then you're watching it at 60 frames per second, but your brain is used to watching movies at 24 frames per second. So what that translates to is you get this ultra real smooth motion, and it looks like a telenovela. It's, it, it, that's the reason why telenovelas look like that, is because they are shooting at a higher frame rate. And... So some movies do that really poorly um, or some movies have made those decisions and it, it turns out that the movie in theaters, uh, you have to watch it in an IMAX theater. Otherwise, you're not getting the experience, which, to be fair, is the stupidest thing you could ever do for a movie. Hey, man, I'm not going to watch it. It's not going to be an IMAX forever. I don't, contrary to popular belief, Ang Lee, I don't have an IMAX theater in my house. What, I'm going to watch it on my gaming monitor in 120fps? No thanks. No thanks. They barely started doing 120fps on TVs. So now you can get like a Sony or, or, or Samsung TV and try to, you know, get 120hz native. So, 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 wow, dude. I'm getting like into this, dude. Um... And if you're watching the YouTube, you can just see the screen. And now, oh, wow, I switched it to me now. Anyway, sorry. Um, what was I saying? So Avatar is one of those movies that switched to 120 FPS. My headset just died. And I can't hear myself now. Uh, Avatar is one of those movies that switched to a, uh, 120 FPS. So it, when you're watching it in IMAX 3D, is insanely realistic. It boggles your mind because after about 40 minutes of like just trying to orient yourself inside of this globe of a of, of an IMAX screen um you're just like oh I found myself literally 40 minutes in just like oh right these people aren't real because I, I found myself like wow the makeup is really how do they do the make and I was like oh they didn't do makeup they're wearing pajamas that's how, like, there's certain scenes in this movie where I was, I'm just like, whoa. Like, that's all you can say is just, whoa. And when they're moving around, because of the fact that it's in 120 FPS, you can 
you really like the motion is there's some of them where like the motion is still like kind of uh like wonky but there's some moments where they're like there's moments where there's not a whole lot of action going on and you can just like it is absolutely phenomenal like in the most insane movie experience i think i've ever had uh i'm i'm gonna watch all movies that i can in imax 3d now i uh, can't wait for dune 2 um that's gonna be sick but all, like all this is to say it i don't think avatar the way of water as far as like the writing and the story goes like it you're not missing out on a whole ton um you don't like it, it, i didn't miss a whole lot as far as like the beginning of the movie i think that they did a good job of like keeping it fresh but also i found the if you haven't seen it yet um pause it now because i might get spoily i'm gonna give you a moment okay um so for the people who have seen it i found the choice to because if you don't know uh uh kiri um who is the, the 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 witch chick in this movie um she uh is played by sigourney weaver who is also sigourney sigourney weaver's character is kiri's mom but you know that kiri is supposed to be like she, this is like an 18 year old kid or something like that so my question is why the hell <laughs> why in in the good why why in the absolute i understand that it's all digital and you can youngify her because she's a blue alien but my question is are, are we running out of 18 year olds <laughs> to play blue people sigourney weaver was born in 1949 Sigourney Weaver was born in 19... James Cameron hadn't even, like, been... James Cameron didn't even, like, make Titanic when Sigourney Weaver was alive. He was probably... Sigourney Weaver's probably the same age as James Cameron. And here she is playing a blue 18-year-old? What's going on here? What's going on here, man? It, so that was one of the weird choices that I found strange. Because immediately as she started talking, I was like... Oh my god, that's Sigourney Weaver looking at Sigourney Weaver. It was a very strange thing, very odd choice. The other odd choice that I found was getting Stephen Lang to play Quaritch again, but now as Blue Quaritch. Um, I, I, found, I find it fresh, but at the same time, I'm like, Quaritch was good as the villain the first time, because he was like the thing that was scary about him was that he was in the face of a, like the, the the seven foot tall super strong blue people he did not give a hell he did not give a, a a single crap about the fact that he was about to die like even down to the last of it he was just like nah i guess if i die i die he, he's he's the most rocky dude ever in the first movie even though he's, you know, also evil, he he embodies uh, everything that, like, I mean, he's the perfect, like, military grunt, like, following orders, and, like, like so deep that it, like, ingrains into my brain that I hate these people. He's the perfect guy for that. Um, but now that he's a blue dude, it's, it's different. It's strange, and it kind of feels... I guess I just didn't like that it feels recycled. 
And then the for him to just he's still in the picture now. For him to still be in the picture, um, like it just feels really strange to know that he's probably gonna be our villain for a while. Uh, based on how this last movie ended, like I'm thinking he might um he might be just, you know, um like maybe in the next one he goes on his journey of like learning to, you know, uh, be accepted and accept the culture of the Navi, but I don't know, dude. It's so strange to see these old, old people play young, blue, seven foot tall versions of themselves, which is like it's insane. Because this guy is probably like four, like this guy has to be like eighteen years old, like um, like carbon date wise, and yet he's like. 87 in his brain. I don't know how old Corge was. I think okay, I think I think Corge was 87 years old. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. It, it, it felt recycled. I didn't like it as much as I as much as like I didn't like the villain as much. Um I think that the um the villain could have been written a bit better. We could have we I feel like there's a lot of ideas that we could have had about um villains that you know we could have found like, are there, I doubt, like, are there, you know, issues between the Na'vi? You know, we first got, we got introduced for the first time in this one to, like, the different cultures uh, between, you know, one clan of Na'vi and the other, or one tribe uh, and the other. Gee, look, if you're, if you're not watching the video, I'm sorry, but I'm looking at photos of, of, of Avatar Way of Water and I've got it pulled up on the screen and it is, it's stupid because and keep in mind, the movie looks this good all the time. Um, like I said, in certain moments where the the motion starts, get, like there's a lot of movement, a lot of action going on, um, you know, the, the, it gets a little wonky, it gets a little fake looking, but for the majority of this movie, it is jaw-dropping what they were able to do. It's insane. And lighting, he they really understood that lighting is every single ounce of it. Um like Jesus. Um, but yeah, I feel like the villain could have been uh, written a lot better. Um, that was, that's my biggest complaint. Um, is that, yeah. Um, the villain could have, I, 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 I don't really have any, I, I wanted to see, or that's what, well, that's one of the things that I think, um, sorry, that's where I was going. That's one of the things I think would have made a better villain is like, um, I would have loved to see some sort of like, you know, Scar, Simba, Lion King kind of thing going down. Uh, I know we had that a little bit in the last one, but like there has to be like maybe there aren't. Oh, well, actually, no, it might be that there aren't, uh, you know, um, issues between tribes of Navi because, you know, Navi people are, you know, uh, connected to each other all as one planet. It's a, a whole ecosystem thing. But like, yeah, I don't know. Um I feel I just feel like there, it, it, it feels recycled, and the fact that we're we're a hundred percent gonna see Quaritch in the next movie, um, but I, which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, I feel like Quaritch has been played out at this point. There's not much more he can offer other than the fact that he's like, he's like he's done the same thing in both movies, which is basically just be you know ruthless and be like you know so persistent and hate Jake Sully and hate the Navi, um, and we get it. <laughs> okay, guy. Hey guy, we get it, okay? We 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 understand. So there's no need for any of that anymore. Um, but yeah, um, I'm excited to see where he goes with the next three movies. 
but we'll 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 find out um but yeah um as far as like everybody else like that's the thing about it is the acting i wouldn't say is the person who really really crushed it just absolutely killed it in this movie uh is the same person who always kills it in every movie that she does and that's zoe saldana um zoe saldana's character absolutely demolished this role um they, she did an incredible job. Uh, I loved the uh, relationship uh, between Jake and his sons, um, but I I didn't. I feel like Jake was a uh, meh character in this one, um, which I, I kind of get. You know, he wasn't really the front. Uh, why is IMDb doing this to me? He wasn't really the front runner of the, of the movie. You know, we had uh, a lot of interest in his family in this one. Um, I keep clicking the same photo over and over again because I want more pictures of this. Um, but yeah, it, there was a heavy focus on his family a lot more, um, so we didn't see a whole lot of Jake, but I don't know. I felt like Jake was a math character in this one. Um, Sam Worthington did the best he could, you know. Uh, Stephen Lang really liked, he, Stephen Lang acted, that's what I, I, although, you know, I talked trash about the fact that, you know, I didn't like the villain too much. Stephen Lang, the guy who plays Corch, he crushed it, man. He crushed it. The, the, the and because of the fact that they're able to pick up on like um all of his little like you know um the the, the, the like facial things because you know technology um his performance really comes through and you get that like snarky kind of uh, do oh my god one of the best things that this movie did for me you when you think of a marine you think you have a clear you can have one of like three clear images in your brain one is a like just absolutely roided out guy um, with a bandana. Like basically imagine a dude who rides a Harley. Now take him out of that, put camo on him, and give him a gun. That's what you either imagine or just, you know, a, like some kid from uh, JROTC that you knew when you were in high school. Uh, you know, uh, blonde hair, white skin, you know, buff, tall, cool, um, drives a Ford Mustang. His dad didn't love him uh, and had forced him to go to the army. Uh, you know, geez. Okay, don't come after me. These are all jokes. If you get butt hurt, I don't care. Oh, God. Uh, I doubled down. Um, but you you get what I'm saying. There's an image. There's, like, you, the way that they look. Like, because, I mean, you know, they've got the uniform on and everything. But now take that and put that on a Navi. <laughs> you just get this six-foot uh, blue dude with those cool dad or the, the, the dad sunglasses holding a gun with the camo pants. And they're lanky. So they're, like, thin and weird looking. Um, just, it's exactly the same outfit, but now it's on a blue, it's on the Navi. It's very funny to see. It's very odd. Um, and we get a lot more of it in this one than we did in other ones. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's, it's a really good movie. I will say that. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take anything away from this movie. It, but that it's, it's a really good movie in the same way that, um, that, uh, whatchamacallit's, um, it's a really good movie in the same way that, um, oh my god, why can't I think about it? What was it? Mad Max. It's a really good movie in the same way that Mad Max was a good movie. Mad Max's storyline was really just meh. You know, the the acting was meh, the characters were meh. But at the end of it, you still walked away like, oh my god, what did I just watch? Because it was an experience, because technical-wise, the movie was just an absolute masterpiece 
Um, Mad Max Fury Road uh, had so many stunts. The visuals, the the the, the environment, the rich, just kind of like there's so much artistry that goes into movies like this, and that is, in my opinion, equally um, a movie that's artistic like Mad Max can be equally as good in a different way as you know like uh, other great movies um like citizen kane citizen kane story wise acting wise was great uh even though acting wise i don't think anybody could get away with going ma yeah see yeah you're gonna go great kids you're gonna do great things doll um i don't think orson wells could do a thing for me today <laughs> um but uh yeah um that yeah i think that there's different genres of great movies and i think that that's why you know uh you know award ceremonies like the the globes and the emmys where they have multiple categories i think that's important because you can definitely have like great movies of different genres um like on one end um you know moonlight deserved the 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 best picture it was a really 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 great movie but at the same time um Logan didn't even get a nomination and Lo and Logan is one of the greatest movies of all time. Um and you know writing wise and probably in some ca I can't even say acting wise cuz the movie was incredibly acted but like you know it's movies you know you can get it's so lost in the like oh but like what does it say about the human condition? Logan said can say something about the human condition but I think because of the fact that it's like under this mutant Marvel umbrella, people don't give it the light of day. Even though that movie, Logan, was genuinely like script, acting, you know, execution of shots, action, like all of it, um, even if you took the action out of it, which there isn't a whole lot anyway, it is it, it is a drop-dead gorgeous movie. And I think that there's 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 a long ways to go in deprogramming ourselves or unprogramming whatever the word is uh unprogramming ourselves to just believe what people tell us is good oh you gotta watch you know this stuff that stuff 2001 a space odyssey the most boring movie i've ever seen in my entire life it's it, it's second most boring movie i've ever seen in my entire life there's the favorite and then there's 2001 a space odyssey T top two most boring movies i have ever seen in my entire life. But 2001 Space Odyssey is also a masterpiece in the same way that, uh, that Mad Max Fury Road was. 2001 Space Odyssey, you watch that and you're like, there's no way they were doing this, you know, back in the, in, in, in when it was made. Like, there was no way we were able to execute shots that look this good back in the day. Um, there's a reason why people think that Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing is because you watch that movie, you cannot tell, you can, it looks phenomenal. It looks phenomenal. So yeah, um, I think that's all I got to say today, man. James Cameron, I'll see you next Christmas and I'll be in that IMAX with my theaters in the middle row. I'm not watching that movie in the center again. There was way too much blue booty. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, dude, the underwater like effects, uh, VFX on it. Here's the thing. Here's one of the things. Sorry, I do want to just touch on this real quick. Um, because you know, before I finish, here's one of the things I will say. Um, 
James Cameron right now, um, he's going to do the same thing that he did for us last time uh, that he released Avatar, which is he is pushing the envelope of VFX. Um, last time that um, that James Cameron, uh, last time that James Cameron did Avatar, he ushered in this era of like people people being able to up the bar, like oh. There is a lot we can do with CGI. Um, there's a lot we can do with uh, with computers, um, and but also he set a bar that's insanely high for the quality and the the caliber of of those VFX. Um, and so it forced studios to not only a start to experiment more with VFX because that was sort of a turning point where like people were like, oh, we can do a lot more than we thought with VFX, um, but also. Um, it, it, you know, it, it, it upped their game on like, yeah, like we, we also need to make it look good. And after a while that sort of phased out to a point where people were like, oh yeah, we can make everything CGI. We don't even have to have like locations. We don't have to do any of this stuff. We can make everything CGI. But now because we know these people are still going to come and watch the movies, uh, and I'm not going to name any studios' names, Disney. Um, but because of the <laughs> because because of the fact that they know we're just going to keep watching these movies, you know, the the Marvel movies, the Disney movies, all these movies, um, they know that they don't. Re there's no real urgency for them to um, like really nail in the VFX, um, in, unless they get you know a director who really just takes the reins creatively uh, and decides like. Like I, I've talked about it before, with like the difference between Doctor Strange and um, Spider-Man, Spider uh, or Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home is what I would consider like the poster child for a Marvel movie. This is what Disney. This is like the perfect Disney movie, uh, di like Disney Marvel movie. Versus um, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that is what I would say is that is a creator. That is a uh, director. Um, taking creative freedom um, as much every ounce that he could. Um, and it makes for a very unique and very entertaining movie. Um, whereas, you know, like Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, I will say, like, people say it was the greatest movie or the greatest Marvel movie of all time, but, like, um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I will say, was ambitious. Their story, uh, although, you know, late to the game because, you know, Spider-Verse did it better and uh, before, but... Um, their story, uh, I feel like it lacked. Uh, I feel like it was, it, it felt like it was written by Reddit. Uh, it felt like it was written by the fans. Uh, and we they were just giving us something to please us. Um, for instance, one of the things that I really strangely found myself um, disliking was the other two Spider-Men in the movie. Um, it, it, it's a really cool concept. And I think that uh, a cameo um, would have been a very, very good uh, way to do that, um, to, you know, just pay homage to them. Um, I, I really loved, uh, Willem Dafoe in it. He was an incredible part of that movie, but what I would have enjoyed more than, um, as much Andrew and Toby that we got, I would have enjoyed more of it being a, um, movie with, uh, I, I would have enjoyed more involvement from Daredevil. Uh, I think, um, I think with um, May dying, uh, there was a scene where he's like, he's watching J. Jonah Jameson, uh, you know, just roast him in this time where he's just like super, you know, uh, 
he's super hurt uh, because he just lost his his, his aunt. Um, he can't even he can't even mourn her uh, because he has to like be on the lamb, uh, and he has to you know sort out all this multiverse stuff. Uh, I think that and there's this moment where he's on the rooftop. It's a beautiful moment uh, where you can kind of see his anger, his rage, his hurt, um, and there's rain and all this kind of stuff. And what I would have loved to see is in that moment, um, Daredevil, who knew what he was kind of feeling in that moment because Daredevil's gone through a similar loss. Um, I would have loved for Matt Murdock to show up and, you know, catch Peter in this moment where Peter was, um, you know, at a turning point seeking either vengeance or, um, you know, seeking to um, continue uh, what may, you know, kind of like taught him and, and implanted in him and it, it plays in on this whole like you know will peter like peter wanted to kill uh goblin um and daredevil is very adamant about like you like not not killing i think that that would have been a much better character um than toby and andrew coming in i think that um because of the fact that they've been out of the game so long and just because of the fact that you know it's uh, a different studio it's a different like thing entirely I felt like there was a lot of focus on just, oh, they're in the, like, what do you, what more do you want from us? They're in the movie. What do you, like, do you want, like, actual meat and potatoes to this story? We're just going to, like, squish this together, dude. Um, I didn't need as many villains as we, as they had. Uh, I think um, Doc Ock and, um, honestly, I think the Goblin uh, could have been just the one villain um, who made it through. And I think that that would have been a fantastic um I think that they did, they, it was very ambitious, uh, but again, it was like CGI wise, you can tell that it was exactly what Marvel is wanting to like continue to produce. And, oh my God, dude, I'm so off on a tangent. Um, all of this is just to come back to the, the, what I think, um, uh, what's his name? James Cameron is going to be doing with Avatar, the Avatar movies, um, is he is going to usher he he ushered in the era um he he was one of the ones who just really pushed us over the edge of cgi can do everything um and now he's here to save us <laughs> he's he's here to save us again because now he's going to he's going to push studios to and he's already he's already doing it uh, there's an interview that you can see where he he roasts the the Thanos. Um, he roasts Marvel for Thanos because they were so proud of it. They were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like you know, look how realistic and how great it looks. And he roasted it. You gotta go. You you have to watch that clip. I don't think I don't know if I can find it, but you have to watch that clip. Um, it's hilarious, but also he's right. And now because of this movie, what he has done is he has proved that no, not only can CGI still like. Like he proved before that CGI can do everything. Now he can he proved that CGI can not only do everything, but we can actually make CGI movies, fully CGI movies, realistic as hell. He's here to save us from this dumb blue screen, lazy, you know, machine um, pr productions. Um, there's a reason his movies take so long to make, but there's also a reason that those movies that take so long to make are absolutely bangers every single time is because he takes his time and he values um visuals he values either his visuals his story um or just something in in, in the middle there um james cameron you know 
His movies not, might not be like, you know, absolute like masterpieces every single time, but there is always an aspect of a James Cameron movie where you're just like, yeah, this is like one of the highest quality movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I think James is here to save us. <laughs> He's here to save us and Marvel is going to have to push their envelope even further. Um, the era of digital VFX is about to go insane. We're about to, and, and especially with, uh, with, uh, it, uh, dude, I'm about to drop something that some of you won't even understand, but I, dude, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this stuff. I don't even know where I, I don't know where I pull an hour of information from. The, the era of VFX is about to change entirely because A, Avatar is pushing that envelope and it's forcing studios' hands, but also B, there are, there are softwares like Unreal Engine where, you know, and keep in mind, Unreal Engine is initially made to uh, try to get, you know, video games to look a lot better, but with Unreal Engine, you can make a digital stage where you can in it like implant your either like blue screened actors or your um digital characters and you can and these terrains these areas these you can even design characters they look photorealistic they you know they're they're not uh you know the characters themselves like they, you can make like me, uh like metahumans is what they call them um and you can make them look really good like insanely good and like face tracking it's it's incredible uh, i wouldn't say that it's on the level of avatar but um the more important thing that i'm seeing is you look at um there's a scene in spider-man no way home where flash uh first looks at his phone and finds out that peter is the um the is, is spider-man and he you you can see it, that image. I think it, they actually have it pulled up on IMDb. You see that image, um, and um, essentially, like you can tell instantly that a not only is it blue screened to hell, um, but it's just it is the laziest um, composition of any frame in any movie I have ever seen. Um, let me see if I can't find it. Um, but um. And like the and the problem is that like they're using basically like flat photos and trying to create an environment um, in these movies uh, and they just put it it's a background like it, it, we're back to the the to the to the point of like oh we'll just put actors in on a stage and then the background is just this flat object and that's that's why these movies end up looking so strange is because it looks flat it looks flat because it is flat. Unreal Engine is here to save us <laughs> and make the, all of this stuff look insanely better. And I think I think we're entering a new era of VFX that is just, it's going to rock us. Like, we're not ready. Uh, I'm telling you right now, just based on what I saw with Avatar and just based on what I've been seeing like in, in the world as far as technology, we are not ready for what's about to come. Uh, do you remember the movies Beowulf, um, Christmas Carol, and... Uh, What's the other one? The Polar Express. One guy made all those movies, and he's the one who did Back to the Future. One guy decided, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Everything's CGI, and it's going to look like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> and I think that's what's going to happen. I can't find the, the photo of the frame, but yeah. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, is we're, we're about to enter into the, the golden age of VFX. Um, VFX are about to become 
king, even more than they are now. Not because, oh, like, VFX are king right now in the sense that, like, everybody just wants to do VFX. Oh, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Everything is VFX. But now, we w VFX won't just be a tool to make movies faster. VFX will now be a key component and part and even in some cases possibly character um, in these movies. Sigourney Weaver is playing an 18-year-old blue chick. We're past the point of like, oh, we're going to make it look like her. You can be a 400-pound, like, you can, you can be, you could, you, you could take a gorilla. You could take a gorilla and have it do a performance and you can, through CGI, make a realistic-looking human being look like they're acting like a gorilla. The age of VFX is, like, you, you, we are going to be able to design animated movies that look photorealistic without a single motion actor. AI is here to completely ruin our lives, and it's not stopping at movies. Um, I just got really conspiracy theory on this. The, the robots are coming! The robots are coming, and they're gonna, they're gonna manipulate your mind! Watch out what you, watch out what you watch on TikTok, people. AI's freaky. Um, I'm talking way too loud, but I'm done now. Um, share this podcast with your mom uh, and your family and your friends. Um, I'm trying to buy my dad a, a Toyota Highlander. So let's do it. You can find the video podcast on my YouTube channel, which I am going to link in on my Twitter at Take a Ripper Pod. Um, the reason I have to link it is because it's not Take a Ripper Podcast on YouTube. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm trying to you know release clips for like gaming and stuff like that as well. Uh, so that might be something I throw up on all on one channel. The Great Ben Bino. Uh, that is who I am, uh, and that is what I'm gonna be doing. I think um, because I'm I, I'm legitimately trying to go for this, and I wanted to buy, I want to get. That's the whole mission. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to get a, a huge house. I literally just want to make enough money, possibly doing this or just in my normal job, to buy my father a Toyota Highlander. <laughs> I'm going to get a shirt that says uh, 2025 uh, Toyota Highlander uh, for my father. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I would get a shirt for it, but yeah, let's get the Highlander. Highlander crew, let's go. Um, but yeah, also I just, I like making this and I want to do, I want to do more of this stuff. Uh, and I, and now I have a manager. I have a manager to manage me, so maybe I'll keep doing episodes every single week because she's my manager. Um, and if you're wondering, did he hire a manager? No, it's my wife. <laughs> it's my wife. She's just going to smack me around a couple times a week, uh, make me do my job, uh, which this is not my job, but, you know, make me do the podcast. I talk too much. I need to, I need to condense these. Um, but, yes, uh, have a good week. I'll see you next time, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll do another one of these tomorrow. Who knows? You don't know anything. You don't... Hey, man, you can't do what I do. You remember that? Uh, I'm talking about TikToks now. Ooh, I'm going to do a... Oh, dude. This podcast is about to get on the algorithm, dude. This podcast is about to get on the algorithm, dude. Let's go. Peace. Uh, I don't know how... Oh, my gosh. How am I going to stop this? Oh, dude. I have this problem every single time. Peace. P peace. Peace.